that'll be like when someone finally puts a slippery slope fan page together. Right. There'll be a thing like there'll be a list of names and then it'll be like a graph and there'll be a list of names and then the the episodes where they're mentioned in the intro and it'll be like link later episode one episode seven episode <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yes they'll they'll get real creative and do like uh venn diagrams that show the overlapping of of episodes and stuff <laughs> yeah that'll be fun i can't wait for that day wow those obsessive compulsive bastards those, yeah, that's the kind of fans you want. Yes. The kind that are compiling graphs and... Right. And, uh, Stalking. Yes. Stalking, yeah. <laughs> uh, and attempting, yeah, that's to, what we, attempting to murder us. Because, you know, that's the kind of fans we will attract. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to get any yeah. cute college boys on, on our fan page. No, oh. it's going to be uh, middle-aged mailmen and <laughs> wait, waitresses. <laughs> middle-aged mailmen and waitresses. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's good. Well, shit. Man. Uh, yeah. I need to get some water. I'm watching Snapchats. Oh, okay. Someone was at a football game or something. Yeah, so there was a lot of loud noise. Okay. On their snap. Right. You know. They was snapping loud. Loud snappers. I tell you. Those kids and their loud snapchats. That's why we can't have nice things. Whipper snappers with their snapper whippers snapchatting their whipper snaps. <laughs> whipper snapper chatters. God damn them. <laughs> <laughs> there are whipping their snap on Snapchat. Definitely. Damn snapper, whippers, snappers. But, I don't see enough snappers being whippers, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I got on Snapchat specifically to see some whipper snappers and <laughs> snapping their whippers, but they don't do that as much as you'd hope. You know, you see stuff online where they say, oh, parents, be aware your kids are snapping their whippers out there, but no, there's no whipper snappers on there, goddammit. Just an just an ad for the new George Clooney movie, <laughs> and 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 uh, and that that scouring powder. God damn it! If I needed scouring powder, I'd just go to the store and get it. What's that, Bonami? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's just plain old fucking Comet. Okay, Comet. <laughs> not that. Not that fancy ass Bonami. No, hell no. That's what is that European? I ain't never heard of that. No Bon Ami. Isn't that that? Isn't that that European porn site? <laughs> it might be. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know where we were going with that, but that's fine. I don't either. It's just All right. that's what happens when you step away. Yeah. Well, don't expect me to make this into a pre-show. <laughs> It's kind of fun. I kind of liked it. I was like, oh, another pre-show show. Yeah. Because well, I, 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 I didn't remember what we said or anything. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. I, not that we're necessarily going to do that every show. But if, you know, if it's. No. If, but if it's interesting and funny and why not? It's kind of like a little extra gift that we give to our listeners is what it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. here. It's kind of. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the pre-show show. It's like being in the green room with us before the show starts. <laughs> exactly. And who wouldn't want to be in the green room with us? Hell yeah. We have Everything's the f- so green, man. <laughs> we have the fanciest <laughs> green room in podcastery. 
don't even know what that means. Yeah. I'm not sure I do either. Mm-mm. But it's going out as a tweet later on tonight. Yes. <laughs> we've, got the, <laughs> we've got the fanciest screen room and podcastery. It's all about theater of the mind. It is. Mm. Theater of the mind. Ooh, I had a I had a Ken Nordine moment there. Oh yeah. <laughs> You'll have to explain that one to me. I'm not not too hip. <laughs> Oh, Ken Nardine did uh, some uh, radio shows in the 70s and actually in the 60s and 70s, I think, where it was just him kind of talking and it had a really great voice. And he'd say he'd say something and then he'd say then it would be him like in a in kind of a disembodied sounding voice in the background, like he was a a guy talking with his thoughts. Yeah, I know. know? I know you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's so great. I mean, he's so great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be like, I'm walking down the street and there's a lot of rain on the ground. Yeah, why is there rain? <laughs> and when you walk, the, you know, it'd be like, like yeah, yes, drops are cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken uh, Nardine. Yeah, okay. What a, uh, so awesome. Yeah, now that you reminded me. Yeah, I, I'm sure I knew his name at one time, but that was years ago. Oh, yeah. And, and I've listened yeah. to a, lo- a lot of his recorded stuff, but been a while yeah yeah me too i found some of it online and found some of it on uh uh actually i found he had a website for a while and he there may still be one uh where you could buy like some of his tapes and and cds and stuff so i i bought a few of those okay we should do a show huh yeah let's do a show okay sounds fun all right yay (laughs) yay (laughs) here we go three two one Keeping Podcast Weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you Toby Hooper, Bob Schieffer, Club Foot, Gary Clark Jr., Angus T. Jones, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Clifford Antone, The Carousel Lounge, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats. It's a slippery slope. The podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Hello, hey, man. Lodger. Hey. Did I ruin your intro by playing Ken Nordine in the background? Yeah, you were you were whispering. And I was like. What the fuck is he doing? Oh yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> Ken Nordine. I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? Oh, it's wrong to to do it, but I'm gonna do it because I'm an asshole. Ah well. I don't yeah. know how anyone has a podcast with me. Yeah well, you know they what? they they've already fast forwarded through that part anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they hit the they hit the plus fifteen button. <laughs> no, no, no. Aww. Our our Aww, listen, man. Our listeners listen to us with bated breath. They don't skip one measly second of anything that we say because if, they love us. If only they And you know if why only they, they would get some mouthwash because that bated breath is <laughs> ooh, I can smell it here. Yeah, it smells <laughs> like that uh that that catfish stink bait. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> No, uh, not yes. at all. Our listeners love us. You know why? 
because、mm. we love them. Ah, thank you, listener. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, y'all are wonderful. Screw your, <laughs> screw your wife. I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all,、ah. all, all thirty-seven of you out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. Put you on SoundCloud.、Um, exactly. Now, actually,、uh, from from what from the information that I've gathered through my sources, we ha- potentially have up to two、uh, hundred listeners, and、uh, so you know, it's a start. It's a good start.、Um, I hope it's at least we're that growing、high. that show. Hell yeah, that would be awesome. Growing that show. We are. We are growing that show. We just need a hey, little. Hey, I know how we can. I know how we can increase the ratings. How? Let's do a whole show. Let's do a whole show about Colin Kaepernick. Oh, the, the go- football player that that sat down. Oh my God! How dare he? Oh, I know. Aren't you tired of hearing about it? That's why I said let's do a whole show about it. Because if I hear one more thing about it, I'm gonna pull out my fucking eyebrows with my one at a time with my tweezers. Wow, that <sighs> that reminds me of a Shakespearean play. Called "Much Ado About <laughs> Nothing." <laughs> oh yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I、uh, wrong? No, not at all. Let's talk、okay. about other stuff. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is what people are talking about. It just, it just kills me. Well, And it's I, one of those things that idiots love to talk about. Absolutely, especially in election years. Oh my god. People, oh my God! People just want to bitch, moan, and complain about everything. So, I know it's ridiculous. I yeah, okay. I just wanted to do that as a joke. I was trying to, I was gonna try and seriously make it seem like we were gonna do a whole hour on that. Oh, wow! <laughs> and I just couldn't bring myself to do that because that would just break everybody's heart. Oh yeah. Be like, okay, listeners, there's a there's an issue we really want to spend a lot of time talking about this week. We're really got a lot to say about it, and <laughs> right. You know the fun the funny thing is, I'm sure there were podcasts out there that actually did that. And that's that's really、oh. sad. That's really sad. Oh, it is.、Mm-hmm. Oh, and and sports radio. I mean, sports radio. That's all they've been talking about all week.、Ugh. And I don't even listen to sports、wow. radio that much. But you could just flip through the dial on your car radio, and and it was Kaepernick, 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 every channel. Right. Ridiculous. Sure. It, so it, it's fine for people to have opinions about that, but come on, let's stop beating this dead horse. That that story、yeah. is over. That story was over fifteen minutes after it posted. So come on. No lie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just been a shitty week, Mark Browner, because Gene Wilder died. Yeah, that、uh, that that news came hard on a, for a lot of us、that、out here. Unexpected. Yeah, totally、right. unexpected. And I think too that uh um it was not only unexpected, but it was just one of those things where. Well, I don't know. I don't know where I was going that. Well, that. I'm you, sorry. You I think, totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. Sometimes there are people who you know you think are going to live forever, and you don't even realize, and and、uh, until you know you hear it, and then you're like, oh my god, and then you hear the news. Oh, he had you know he had been fighting. Well, I don't know if fighting is the correct word.、Uh, Alzheimer's, and、uh, struggling just, with yeah, right, and just、uh, wore him down, wore him down, and yeah, and now he's gone. So. Yeah. How, yeah. Well, and, oh, I know what I was going to say. That it、uh-huh. seems like we've almost started every show that we've done, and this is number thirteen,、yeah. with somebody died this week. 
Uh, you know? Yeah. It's like 2016 is just kicking our ass. It's true. God, it's a horrible year. Right. But uh, I'm sure if we looked close enough, probably every episode we could mention some famous person who have liked has passed away. I mean, there have been a lot of people in recent yeah, weeks yeah. and months, I should say. And But yeah. Yeah. Well, it all, you know, it all seemed to start this year with Bowie and it's just been downhill right. since then. It just, they just seem to come one a week now, if not two or three in a week. And um, it's yeah, true. it's funny because what, you know, Gene Wilder hasn't looked really great for quite a while. You know, he's looked he, he he's one of those guys that kind of disappeared and then you saw him again and he looked really old mm-hmm. and uh you know yeah. he looked he, he probably looked pale and gray yeah is what probably lived longer than some doctors expected him to but true yeah it's uh but i mean on the positive side we have a wonderful body of work that uh, he left behind uh for us to watch oh, yeah. and enjoy and uh you know love him as we always have but uh yeah, yeah. mhm such an interesting looking guy, you know, doesn't have like a guy like that. He doesn't really have movie star looks by any means. He's certainly a character actor type person, but he became a leading man. He did. Um, just because he was really good and funny and and likable, I think, too. People just loved him. He's a and, great actor. Um, yes, with the piercing, it was. large blue eyes. And, and, and so funny in so many movies. Ah, uh, right. The producers. I mean, it's, uh, to name. of course, the Mel Brooks stuff, yeah. Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles and mm-hmm. the producers and um, uh, Willy Wonka or, yeah, Willy Wonka is what his version was called. Um, right. Willy and there's a ton of others, too. There's a ton of ton of stuff of his I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, if you did a, a search for all the movies that he's been in. You know, of course, he did uh, several movies with Richard Pryor. Uh, Not necessarily his best work. Not necessarily his best work per se, but still. But having those two, those two giants of comedy together in one movie makes it great just by itself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, the first one was Silver Streak, which I saw at the theater when I was a kid. And one of those, like when I was in junior high, I started going to the movies. Every few weeks, my parents would take us and let us go see movies. And um, I saw Silver Streak at the theater um, and loved it, you know, just thought it was hilarious. And I actually saw Young Frankenstein at the theater when it came out, too. And, of course, I was young. I didn't get half the jokes, but, I, yeah. you know, I still it was still a fun movie to watch. I wasn't, still enough humor for even a, a kid to get. Yeah, when it was first in theaters, I wasn't allowed to go by my parents. I was too young for <laughs> a, adult humor. So, oh well. What well, do you got? I don't even think those movies. Well, when we were kids, there was no PG thirteen. It was either PG or R. Yes. And I guess maybe those movies were R. But I remember my grandfather took me to see. There was a time when I was probably twelve, eleven, when my grandfather started taking me to movies. For some reason, we saw a few: um, a Towering Inferno, Poseidon Adventure. Wow. Uh, there was a couple others that we saw too, but one of them was Young Frankenstein. I remember uh, being slightly embarrassed at the "What Knockers" line. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, oh, but knockers. you know, there's a there's a bunch of his movies I haven't seen, and one of them. Have you ever seen the Frisco Kid? Uh, I don't think so. That's a Gene Wilder. I don't even think movie? I. 
Yeah. It's one of those ones that people started bringing up online as one of their favorites when people, you know, when he died and people were starting to write things online about him. And I didn't, I don't think I've even ever heard of that movie before. So that's definitely one I want to try and find and watch because a lot of people said it was one of their favorites. So I wonder if that was before or after he did Blazing Saddles. And if one. It's after. Oh, so maybe the his role that he played in Blazing Saddles got him the, the role of the. Uh, What'd you call it? The Frisco Kid? The Frisco Kid, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I I feel like it was early 80s, but, you know, I looked at Wikipedia mm-hmm. when he died to kind of, I was like, okay, you know, you, you start remembering movies, and then you're like, what have I seen? What haven't I seen? Um, and, yeah. and I feel like that one was definitely like late 70s, early 80s, after, after Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. Uh, and I could be wrong. I could have be misremembering, but okay, was that? But yeah, and I don't know if it's a drama or a, is that when it came out? Yeah, that's what it says. It says a, a a Polish rabbi wanders through the old west on his way to lead a synagogue in San Francisco. On the way, he is nearly <laughs> burnt at the stake by Indians and almost killed by outlaws. So <laughs> sounds like it's probably uh, a comedy. Probably, but sure sounds fun and funny. So. Wow. And then another thing he did that I'd love to see, and you can find it on DVD, but it's always rare and expensive, is he was in a production in of um, Eugene Ionesco's uh, Rhinoceros that they made into a film. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. It's, Tell it's, me about and that. So I've read right – uh, well, it's a you know Ionesco was kind of a absurdist and a I don't, kind of avant-garde absurdist and uh, um, uh-huh. I've read the play. I don't even remember. One of my friends maybe uh, turned me on to it, and it it is totally it is a definitely like an absurdist nightmare um, where th- there there's a guy who's convinced that rhinoceroses or rhinoceri are <laughs> coming to get him, and I believe in the stage production they use like shadows. Of cutouts of of rhinoceroses, <laughs> rhinoceri's head, yeah, uh, and stuff like that to yeah. to indicate his paranoia and stuff. And they made so in the seventies, some company made several movies based on plays that I think were just somewhat glorified versions of the stage plays. Mm, and mm-hmm. and that's one of them, um, uh, rhinoceros with um. Gene Wilder, and I feel like it's Zero Mostel that's in that with him as well, but I could be oh, wrong. Wow, well, that's um, that makes it definitely worth seeing again. Seeing yeah, Gene yeah. Wilder and Zero Mostel reunited to uh, do another film together. Yeah, yeah. So. so yeah, so that's one that one day I'll get around to. I'll break down because you want to. If you look at online, the DVDs usually like thirty bucks or something, and I'll probably break down one day and buy it because I'm just so curious to see it. Huh, I'm okay. so curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you've kind of uh, stimulated my curiosity, too, here. So hmm. we'll have to watch it together after you buy it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see if we can, yeah. <laughs> to see. I haven't, you know, I haven't even thought about, I don't know if you can watch it on uh, any of the streaming services. I doubt it. It's it's one of those things that's very rare and hard to find. And, hmm. okay. uh, so anyway. Yeah, we'll seek it out. Well, R.I.P. Okay. Gene. I'm uh, yeah. uh, that was a that was sad news this week. Um, the the, uh, the silver lining sometimes, I guess, for lack of a better word, is mm-hmm. it brings some attention to someone when they pass away. So I know there are lots of uh, younger people out there who probably saw clips online of some movies they hadn't seen before, got them interested in, in looking at his work. And that that's the that's the good thing of all this. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Wow. Well, hey, on on to uh, well, I, I guess it's not even brighter news, but we got to hang out again this past week. Yeah, we definitely did. It was a fun time last uh, Friday. On Friday night, we went to well, we started. My nephew was with us, so you and Sierra was with us. So you and Sierra and me and my nephew went out and started at El, uh, Casino El Camino having a burger, which was awesome. <laughs> yes, their burgers are always so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't care what you say about how you know the place has changed to where it's kind of feeling more like a restaurant than a bar anymore. The food is uh, so good. So I, yeah, I understand yeah. why they they kind of focus on their food now because it, it's so good. It's good. Yeah, it it is one of the best burgers you'll ever have, and yeah. um and you know the atmosphere is kind of cool too. It's 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 a fun place to go every once in a while. So it was fun to go there and hang out. Right. It's yeah. I mean, it's not like they, it's not like they changed their decor or anything. It's just they've they've got a lot a lot more tables in there. I guess that's what it is. Right. Right. Still have the cool jukebox and. Right. So it's not like it's been completely transformed into something unrecognizable. It's just a little different, and it's just us old timers who happen to remember how divey it used to be that we're complaining. <laughs> Sometimes I think we complain right. complain too much, but that's our prerogative, man. Well, you know, when you get older and things change, it's always frustrating, and it makes it makes you so damn mad. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so we started off really good by going to uh, Casino El Camino, and then uh, yeah, we, yeah, and then we moved on to the Swan Dive on Red River. <laughs> yeah, right next to Barbarella. It is. I like that music venue. Swan Dive is is a nice place. I just have weird feelings about it. I I don't know. It's it wasn't. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's a fine establishment. Yeah. Um, but we were talking when we were there. Uh, there's some bars that are especially down around Sixth Street where they put the bands like in the front of the bar with their back to the front window kind of a thing. Uh, that's true. It yeah. just seems like a weird place to put the stage. I just don't like having the stage there. You walk in and you immediately walk past the band. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why they, they have a tendency to do that. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's easier. It's where all the outlets are. Oh, maybe that's it. It's, <laughs> it's purely an electrical issue. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the, you're an engineer. You understand that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the swan dive, uh, Used to have some pretty severe electrical problems. Uh, I think. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, Sierra and I went to see the Octopus Project perform there. Uh, it oh, was, wow! It was part of a, a fundraiser for Vivo Gig or something, which was a, a music app. And uh, so Vivo Gig had a thing, and, and and unfortunately, every well, once the Octopus Project got on stage and started performing like five minutes into their set all the electricity went off in the place it was horrible Ugh. so finally they got it back on and so they're playing another five minutes then the breaker goes out again this happened maybe four or five times and unfortunately sierra and i left after that it was like man this is not going to happen tonight so but right uh, yeah that's frustrating it appears that they've solved their electrical problems because 
There were we, no we breakers certainly... going out the night that you and I and, and Sierra and your nephew uh, <laughs> right. were, were there. Yeah, um, yeah, that certainly wasn't a problem. And and you know, certainly uh, we get ha- we were able to get beer easily, and uh, it is mm-hmm. a nice place to see a band if you like. Octopus Project would be awesome to see there because it's really up close and personal. There, the stage is is right at the front, and um, so you you know, if it's a band you really like, you can be right at the stage and that's cool right i'm sure if octopus project played there now uh the place would be so packed you could probably hardly move right yeah yeah. how long ago was that was that a couple years ago you guys were there or even more than that that might have been three years ago and yeah it was it was pretty much standing room only uh for that event but there were multiple bands playing that time and it was i think it was during like free week or something ah okay Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we got we got disappointed a little bit because Pat didn't come yeah. and sing. He that's had right. a, he had an emergency family thing, and so um, Patrick Healy, the lead singer of Gibber and Twitch, which is a Cardiacs cover band. Yes. All the bands that played that night were cover bands. Yeah. Um, uh, wasn't there, and so Gibber and Twitch were great. They're they musically were. they're amazing. They're yes. so there's. You know, they're such a tight-knit band, but very precise, really. I, you know, they do not – you know, I don't – I'm not that familiar. I'm not familiar at all with the Cardiacs music, but certainly when they play it, they play it, I think it must be perfectly. I think if you were a big Cardiacs fan, you would be like, these guys play these songs note for note exactly perfect because right. they're technically an amazing band. Yeah, I think they were, they were spot on um, the other night. Uh, of course, there was you know one glaring omission, and that Patrick, their lead singer, who is uh, amazingly uh, energized whenever he sings, and he has a, a special kind of voice, so it's really hard to uh, to uh, replace that. However, the people who stood in for Patrick, and there were multiple people who took over lead singing for the band throughout uh, their set. I think the drummer started off being the uh, the stand-in lead singer, and then a, uh, right. another guy, one guy came out of the audience and sang a few songs, and then a, a second guy out of the audience came on and sang, sang a few more songs. I can't remember how many different people came up and sang. I wish I knew who they were. I think those were the only three. Well, I, you know, and certainly they were fine. They were good, but they they aren't Patrick. <laughs> you know, exactly. They just weren't Patrick. And so, yeah. you know, I mean, I, one of the things I realized from from seeing that show was that, you know, when you take a band that's that's great, and I think the guys who play in Pataphysics are are very good musicians too, even though they play fun music it they're a tight band and they're really good and when you have a great band that's technically great and then you put a great frontman like patrick in front of that band yeah it, it doesn't get better than that you know right it, it's, it's just you know patrick patrick's is so fun and different that if the band he was in front of kind of sucked it could all fall apart <laughs> um maybe yeah 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 but yeah uh, he yeah he brings some some magical qualities to whatever band he fronts. Uh, it's it's inspiring. Uh, I'm I'm happy to know him. Oh yeah, uh, I'm yeah. I you know we really missed him that night. Just although the you know like we were saying the the singers who sang were were perfectly fine. It, mm-hmm. it was just there's just an element of fun that quite wasn't quite there. Um, right. Which luckily was was pretty much. Re- 
pretty much uh, replaced by the all-girl Devo cover band that we saw. Yes. Oh now, my they goodness. were fun. Right. They were called We I, Are Not Men. They were. An were all they woman. called We Are Not Men or Are We Not Men? They're actually called We Are Not Men. Oh, yeah. okay. They had to swap the words around because otherwise it kind of just means, well, I don't know what it means. But <laughs> There were a couple of girls in that band that were pretty damn manly and not in a not in a bad way. Uh, they were just those girls looked like a couple of them looked like they might do roller derby. I'm not <laughs> Oh. You know, I never thought about that and I think you're probably right about that. I, I thought some of them I, yeah. looked familiar uh, but I I couldn't say 100% that they were roller derby girls, but uh, <laughs> No, but they were but awesome. But they certainly had that feel to them. My they good- were amazing. Their lead okay. singer was amazing. Yes. I enjoyed every second of their set. I You could tell that the lead singer had studied Mark Mothersbaugh's performance on uh, on videotape for many, many hours because she really had <laughs> the uh, the motions down, the, the stagecraft, uh, almost a perfect copy of a Mark Mothersbaugh. You know, I was, in my head, I was calling her uh, Michelle Mothersbaugh. Uh, but uh, the the lead singer's real name is Elizabeth Herrera, and uh, she was she was really good. I thought she yeah, I I really loved their set. Yeah. Um, they they started off playing like about I think they played five songs from the Freedom of Choice CD uh, or album uh, to start the show. And at first I thought, oh, and they wore energy domes and and these cute little Devo feminized Devo outfits. I guess it was like and the at first I thought they were. The yellow hazmat suits, but then trimmed down to be dresses, sleeveless dresses. So that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute, yeah. And then I, I thought maybe they were going to just do all Freedom of Choice covers, that it was going to just be that album, but they did uh, several different yeah, they time did, frames from they, Devo. Right, they did a lot of songs off of Are We Not Men, We Are Devo as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a few yeah, of those. And, yeah, so they were just fun, fun to dance to, fun to... to to bop your head around to and watch fun to watch right i think uh uh, you know at at first i was thinking oh wow this is just going to be a a perfect uh karaoke rendition of uh devo and then the synthesizer player who was very stoic up until that time i think her name is letty evans and then when it was her turn to come up and uh, sing the lead singer position she came alive and sang an amazing version of uh, Come Back Johnny. Do you remember that? She, oh, yeah. Yeah, she, that was great. She added a very definite feminine vibe and high energy to uh, that song. Really made it her own at that point in time. It was, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. It probably was just because uh, yeah. she was uh, she was shaking her thighs. But uh, that's, that's, just, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> that's well that's just you know that's the other thing i mean they were very nice looking young women and uh right uh and and very talented they played the songs just about perfectly and and just fun and interesting uh, a couple of the girls in the band who played guitar and bass kind of just did that that 
standing there looking cool vibe while they played. Right. Um, but I, I just loved every second of their set. I thought they were fun, and I certainly could see you know, how heterosexual guys would be like. Well, even I was like, Those, these girls are attractive. There's nothing wrong with uh, nothing. There's I don't know. There's uh, they're certainly nice to look at while they're playing, but they're so talented and so much fun that it's just I just danced my ass off while they played and had a good time. Right. It was it was definitely talent first and and look second. Yes. Yeah. I I I don't know if you were. I think you probably were singing along, uh, as probably a lot of other people were with the band whenever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it was. It was a a really energizing and and fun fun set. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of the evening without Patrick there. Um, although I enjoyed the Jibber and Twitch set, the 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 We Are Not Men set was was definitely the highlight of the night for me. Same here. So then the next band was a Ween cover band. Yes, named Poon. I only know one song by Ween, and they didn't play that song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I. I think they're angling toward a little more obscure, at least obscure to me. I'm more familiar with some of the uh, other Ween albums that uh, I don't think that they necessarily were covering a lot of. Now, the sound was a little muddy, yeah. and it made it well, difficult they had some to... technical s- difficulties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, what was interesting is that the... I guess you'd call her the lead singer, was also also had several woodwind instruments up there with her. I think she had a flute and a soprano saxophone and maybe a an alto saxophone that she was playing for different songs, which was interesting because I didn't even realize that there were any Ween songs that uh, used uh, woodwinds like that. So. Well, I don't... I don't know if there is. Maybe they just – that's how they did their take on it. Well, I don't know, though, actually, because I, I don't know any – I didn't know any of the original tunes. I did a, a little bit of a search and, and found that there was uh, at least one album that did use, uh, you know, some horns, uh, and the album is La Cucaracha, which I don't think I've ever heard before, so that's probably why I was – a little bit in the dark on some of the songs going, I, I don't remember what song or what album this song <laughs> came off of. I'm more familiar with like oh, like Pure Guava and even 12 Golden Country Greats and The Pod and oh, what's the other one? The, the, the only uh, one I'm super familiar with is um, um, White Pepper. Uh, That's the uh, only one I, I really, and I don't even know all the songs on that. I just know a couple. And, and I can't even remember the song I know by them that I've heard a thousand times is Voodoo Lady. And I can't even remember if that's on White Pepper or a different record. Mm-hmm. I think that's on a, is that, do they have an album called Chocolate and Cheese? Um, I think that might be on an album called Chocolate and mm, Cheese. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't say. That, that, that well, sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah. Here's the, here's what I, here's, I made some notes after we saw the show because I didn't want to forget some things. And we had several good drinks while we were there. We did. Um, they had a good bar. They did. Yeah. Yes. Um, definitely the girls in Ween uh, uh, weren't afraid to uh, let it all hang out. They wore some interesting um, jumpsuits. Yes. Th- those were some big hip. Those were some big hipped girls. I'm just saying. Yeah. They, they had some hips. They in their coveralls. They had some hips on them. <laughs> they did. And and uh, I, I wrote. Um, Oh no! Uh, it looked. They see. They seemed like a band of transgendered girls who work in an office where no one knows they're in a Ween cover band. <laughs> oh. 
Oh man. <laughs> okay. Is it is this a is this a note that you wrote down right after the show? Yeah, when I came oh. home. Okay. I wrote that down. Hey, that. But I, and that's. That's I your, don't mean that in a bad way. I thought it was fun. Yeah, that's your honest impression. So I mean, you you got to write yeah. it down and you got to say it. So there you go. They were, yeah, they were fun, and I would certainly go see them again. Um, I, you know, I thought they were great. I just wish I knew the the songs they were covering a little better, because you know that always makes it a little more fun when you're familiar with the songs. Yes. But they they musically, um, even with the sound problems they had, musically you could tell they were very talented. And a couple of the songs they did that were really pretty. Absolutely, yeah. They did they did some real good versions of some Ween songs even though we didn't necessarily recognize them. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, I thought musically they were really talented and, and a, a great band, and um, uh, they obviously were having a good time and really enjoying themselves on stage. That always is nice, too. Right. That was. But then we had the last band. Then we had the last band, yes. <laughs> yes, the, the Thin Lizzy cover band called Think Lizzy. Think Lizzy. Yes. A, a band made up of three 70-year-old guys. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy looked like, I, you know, woo, he, he's probably been to your house to fix your air conditioning one night. <laughs> um, I mean, these, these guys looked old. Well, and then they did something that p- pissed me off. What's that? They passed the hat for people to put money in there. Oh, I don't you know, remember for the that. the crowd to put money in there. Oh, that was like towards the beginning of the show. And I was like, first off, first off, if you're 70 years old and you're paying music in a a dive bar for money, what are you doing with your fucking life? (laughs) (laughs) If you're not doing it. We need gas money, <laughs> goddammit. If you're not doing it for fun, because you fuckers have already retired, you're 70. If you're not just playing music for fun, if you're paying it for, for the money, yeah, your life is a disaster, man. Oh, man, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know, I'm an you're asshole. You're hitting hard. Okay, just... is that a note that you wrote uh, once you got home from the show? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. It's it was it was an honest impression that you had. I mean, I can't really say anything about that, you know. I well, mean, for, yeah, I was just. I'm, I mean, uh, you know me. I'm always trying to be funny, but. But uh, I mean, to their credit, they did some very reasonable and good uh, covers of, of various Thin Lizzy songs. Uh, the ones that our listeners probably would know the best would be. Like the boys are back in town and jailbreak. Well, they did, yeah. Technically, musically, they were fantastic. Sure. And I was just like, they just seemed a little unlikable as persons. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. So it was very, it was very difficult for me to get in it. But they and they played a slower, like you know, I know the three well-known Thin Lizzy songs, and that's all I know. And and they played a couple of songs that I by Thin Lizzy that made you go, "Wow, this is fucking great! I want to hear this album." That right. one was kind of a a fairly long, had to be eight or nine minute long, kind of mid tempo, almost slow tempo song. I, and I have no idea what it was called, but it was it was great. If if you didn't know they were a Thin Lizzy cover band and you just thought that was one of their original songs, you would be like, these guys are fucking amazing. And they okay. were really talented and really they great were. musicians. And, yeah. and you know, I, I always like to make fun of things, but um, okay. 
you know, I, I could see uh, uh, if I went home and I was I mean, I actually went home and went, you know, maybe I should buy an old Tin Lizzy album. I haven't really heard anything, but they're three big songs. But Tin Lizzy, anything else you want to say about Thin Lizzy? No, I think we said everything oh, we needed to say about them. Yeah, that's right. About it was like think about think Lizzy. Yes, think Lizzy. But all in all, a night of cover bands, and for the most part, it was it was a great night. Had a really good time. Sierra had a good time. Yeah, I did too. I think your nephew had a good time, and you had a good time. So um, <laughs> yeah, we did. We had a good time. Um, I'll call it a yeah, success. You know, uh, yeah, I'm glad we went. And I, you know, it was disappointing that Patrick wasn't there, but um, we definitely saw some bands we liked. Right. And I would go see We Are Not Men anytime, anywhere, any place. They were fun. Um, so yeah, I think that was really great. And you know, I learned that maybe the Swan Dive isn't the best place I would like to go to see a band. Well, okay, okay. But um, it'd have to be a band I really wanted to see. But right. But uh, getting back to Patrick, uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out and say, uh, you know. If you're listening to this, just just know that uh, our thoughts are with you and your family. We missed you, man. Yeah, yeah we, we missed you. We sure did, Patrick. Um, and we and and we understand why you weren't there, but um, uh, yeah, we sure did miss you, and we're looking forward to the next time we get to see Jibber and Twitch or Pataphysics or whatever the hell else you do next. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I will be there. Whatever creative things come out of your amazing and twisted mind. Yes. <laughs> always fun. And yes. that's the other thing I like. We always say this too. Every time we go see Patrick play somewhere, there's always bands that play with him that are always interesting. Right. And sometimes, you know, there's been a couple, there's only been a couple that we've seen that I didn't think were, were great. Um, yeah. Uh, but he, you know, I would see any, any of the bands we saw that night, I would see again, if they were playing with Patrick somewhere, I wouldn't mind it at all. Even think Lizzie, I thought for what they did i think we were getting tired and drunk by the end of the night too but i i even for what they did they were an in, an interesting band we had a good time and yeah and we i did. think i think it, it it expands our uh musical experience when you know we go see a band that we know and they're accompanied by other bands and it just expands our musical love and 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 interest so it's yeah, a, it's a yeah. win all the way around it's a win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So anyway, that was also last weekend was uh, Pride Fest here in Austin, and I I hate myself because every year I say I'm gonna go and then I don't. Okay. Um, you, you didn't take part in any of the festivities, did you? I really didn't. Did your nephew uh, do anything? Well, he did. He did, and that and that he told me a little story, and that led me to a question I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on. Okay. So. I I always thought Pride was just a uh, a parade. I know I popped my pee on that. I always thought Pride <laughs> okay. was ju- was just a parade through through downtown. But apparently there is actually a a festival. Yes. And and so uh, my nephew was telling me like you know he lives in Houston, so in Houston it's it's around City Hall and it's open to the public and you just go down there for the festival okay. but in austin it's a it's apparently a fenced off area i don't know exactly where if it's near town lake or where they do it exactly i can't remember where he told me it was uh-huh. but it was twenty dollars to get in really uh like, yeah into the pride festival hmm. that, into the festival that seems to go counter to uh what the the whole pride festival is supposed to be about but yeah well, that's sure that's austin for you 
when I go to the Pride Fest, I want to see a lot of half-dressed little Twinkie college boys. They don't have $20. <laughs> They're not getting in. Come on, that's their Fuck pop. that shit. That's their poppers money. They can't be spending on yeah, their concerts. Yeah. <laughs> They've got fucking half t-shirts and little gym shorts to buy. They don't have $20. Yeah. So, uh... But, uh, so... But Michael paid and went in and uh, spent uh, part of the uh, afternoon there at the festival. Well, then this is the real thing I wanted to ask you about. So apparently at the festival, they did this thing. They they did this thing that a lot of music festivals do. And I know you've been to many and I have been to a few. Yeah. And the thing where they do drink tickets. So he bought twenty dollars worth of drink tickets and then lost them. Oh, shit. Like, I think after he had only one drink and he was just like, you know, oh, no, what, what the hell is that about? Why do you have to buy tickets to get drinks? And I'm like, well, that way the guys who are selling the drinks don't have to handle the money. It's all handled just by a couple people. Right. And and, it, you know, and he's like, well, if they're going to sell beer, they ought to be able to handle money. And I, well, I, th- <laughs> I think I, I think that agree. that also, yeah, that well, it kind of also keeps uh you know, bartenders from skimming, though I hate to hate to say that, but uh, you know what I'm saying is like sometimes oh, well, taking yeah, all that money, you definitely. know, some may end up in a pocket, but it's, so it's a lot easier just to, yeah, pay money to a, a ticket seller or something that's bonded. Well, right. I mean, obviously it's a safety issue or a theft issue. And then I think the other thing that it supposedly makes better is you go buy the tickets and then you're not waiting in line behind 20 people getting change right and you just give the guy the ticket and then the next guy gets served and it supposedly makes the line go faster which it probably does yeah Um, i'm sure it does but i just thought it was interesting like he i don't think he's ever been anywhere before where they did drink tickets he didn't oh really seem familiar with the concept even even the even the fayette county fair in lagrange uses drink tokens (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like i've been places places in houston where they've done that yeah that's that's very common different festivals and thing yeah well that's true yeah it's funny when someone younger does something that you've done a million times and hasn't done it before and you're like really you've never been anywhere (laughs) where they do drink tickets right how can can you be 26 years old and that be an alien concept to you he's led a a sheltered life i guess he has i guess Mm, maybe i don't know I know the other thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Now, um, we had talked about Fear of the Walking Dead the uh, last episode. Did you have? Did right. you want to add anything to that? Well, did you watch the last one on Sunday night with uh, um, where they were in the hotel? Yes, I did, indeed. What did you think of that episode? Because uh, I've got notes. So, okay. <laughs> All right. First off... Uh, who the hell in the zombie apocalypse starts banging on an old out-of-tune piano and getting shit-faced drunk in in a very dangerous place? It doesn't doesn't quite make any sense to me. And um, right, yeah, yeah, that was my one of my notes was like how you know how there sometimes they do something like that on the show and you're like these people these characters you've written are not that stupid. They exactly. would never do that. Right. They they and wouldn't do it, that. It, you know. I mean, it was yeah. I just thought that was super dumb. Super dumb. <laughs> it was, and it was like, oh, the whole purpose of this is just to create the next scenario, and it doesn't make right. any sense with the character of these characters. Right. So. The only thing that it it led to was the zombies flying off the hotel balconies, which was fucking cool. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, I that get was that really part. cool. <laughs> yeah, 
when that first zombie, when the I can't remember, I never remember the characters' names unless they're the cute guys. When the <laughs> when the daughter character character right. was standing by the window and that first zombie drops and you think it's the the other woman she's been with for a second. You think that other woman has killed herself. Right. But then they show yeah. you that it's zombies. Right, because yeah, the other girl with her was definitely uh, sounding suicidal. So, yeah, yeah that first glance, you're like, sure. holy shit, she jumped. And they're like, oh, wait, no. Yeah. There are more bodies flying and past. I, What's going on? I I actually went, when, when she's standing there by the window and you see that body go by, I went, <gasps> <laughs> Did you really? You jumped? Oh, yeah, it totally, it totally shocked me. I wasn't expecting it. And, of course, immediately I thought it was the, uh, the, the other character that she'd been talking to. Yeah. And, and uh, Ophelia, I think is her name. And, right. um, and it, yeah, it, it really threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, my God, she's jumped out of the window. I gasped mm-hmm. out loud. <laughs> of, course it is, of course, it is curious because, you know, by the end of the, ep- the episode, you still don't know where she is. So where is right? she? Yeah. Yeah, where did she go? Yeah. yeah. Is she hiding? The episode the- started. The episode started? The episode started really great. So the episode starts with um, uh, uh, the the cute boy. Is his name is Nick? Yeah. Is, uh, you know he's in that new colony of people that right. is in Mexico, and they've kind of built their own little colony. And and one of the characters goes through that bus oh. and comes out the other side where the where the zombies are and like sacrifices himself. Right. And you're like. What the fuck is up with these people? Are yeah. these people is this some kind of crazy cult? Yeah, that's that's the weird thing about it and and I mean it kind of later on uh, sort of made sense but then it didn't make sense because we we find out that the uh, the leader of the hilltop colony supposedly has been bitten and has survived and so they're doing this to see if anybody else can go through the same thing and survive? Is that what they're attempting to do? Or they're, well, I, are they trying know. to appease the zombies by feeding them a person every now and again? I don't quite get it. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Are they are they like making a sacrifice to, to so that the zombies will feed and then not be that'll calm them down or you know there then there was also didn't they say something like he was sick and going to turn into a zombie anyway so he so he sacrificed himself so no one would uh, have to deal with him when he was a zombie or maybe so. I didn't quite right. understand what all of that was but the main thing was is like oh these people are kind of nutty they're not they they're are, definitely they're very not nutty. sane yeah, they think, and they're cultish. Yeah, yeah, they think they're the the chosen people for the new world that has been created for their benefit. So it's pretty strange. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna might be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know. I I don't get the feeling that that Nick character will will stay there very long because they're obviously <laughs> yeah a took, little nutty. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. He's gonna get his ass out of there He's pretty soon. Get, here's the other thing. It's like, didn't it just rain? Wasn't he on the on the uh, on the highway and it rained, and now they're out of water? Don't they have something that catches fucking water? It just rained. Why does he have to go to the <laughs> the the zombie Costco to get fucking water? I didn't. <laughs> that is a very good point, and you know that's just. Well, because uh, well, but but going to this zombie Costco adds adds more uh, drama, you know. Then we oh yeah, we've yeah. got connection to the uh, the ex drug gangs that uh, 
are now dealing in uh, groceries in the black market. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and of course, it, it gave him an opportunity to show how smart he was by by not being afraid and and being right. strong and 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 negotiating from a position of power and and so it it was insight into his character of course but yeah. i thought it was funny i was like that seemed it just to... rained and they need water that's just they're they're obviously stupid right. yeah who doesn't have a water <laughs> catchment system in the zombie apocalypse right exactly by this point yeah yeah and i th um, and, and i thought the fact that nick uh, was wheeling and dealing seemed a little bit contrived but okay i guess that's sort of part of his character but eh, i don't know i'm not sure i'm buying it just yet yeah I, well i'm you know that the the character i think his real name is dean something the actor's name he play who plays nick right you know he's he's certainly uh he looks very johnny depp-esque no, and he's definitely. certainly not an unattractive guy, but I'm just not impressed with him as a character oh. or an actor really too much. Um, right. Um, well. the, uh, the, anyway, the other, the other big thing that happened on the episode was somebody stole the, the Abigail, the, the, the yacht they were on. Oh. And I was like, yay, no more fucking on the boat. <laughs> the stupidest idea for a zombie movie ever. No more. Let's put them on a fucking boat. <laughs> no more zombies oh. on the high seas. Yeah, yeah. I just That's that crazy. was the other thing I didn't. I was like, I don't know, zombie apocalypse on a boat. Wow, that just sounds boring. Well, and it was. It, <laughs> okay, I mean, for a while there, it was fine for you know to to be for a couple of episodes because they stopped at some interesting places. But uh, ultimately, for the show to progress, they had to get off of that tub. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that you know, I don't think there was ever a idea that this would be the the zombies zombies on the water for six seasons or anything. But <laughs> no, uh, that'd be horrible. Yeah, it would. But uh, I just I remember when last season when they were doing that, I was like, I don't know, on a boat. That just seems kind of they wanted to explore that because, well, they were on the, the West Coast. And so it, it would make the most sense to, if you wanted to escape that you would try to do it by sea, but didn't quite work out for them. And I'm pretty glad that's the case, because uh, like you're saying, it would have been pretty dull over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah, need that we don't, just. We don't need the love boat 2.0. <laughs> the zombie boat. <laughs> the, the blood boat or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine Gopher as a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> you mean he wasn't already? <laughs> well, it's, it'd be hard to tell the difference, wouldn't it? Right. It'd be yeah. hard to tell with most of the cast on the love boat. Yeah. Anyway, so, it's, yeah, I... Mm -hmm. You know, I like the the Walking Dead and and or fear the Walking Dead. I I always, you know me, I I'm not happy unless I'm bitching about something. So yeah, well that's my, that's my bitching for this week. Well, I, I I think it it can be frustrating sometimes when you you're watching a show that you love and all of a sudden the characters are doing things so out of character for themselves. Right, right. And I understand the zombies have got to attack to a certain degree, but you yeah. know, there there's there could be better writing, I right. think that could there, there's got there's got to be a smarter way to get the zombies to start falling off of the uh, balconies other than one character going insane basically and beating the hell out of a out of tune piano because he's drank a lot of tequila. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Still yeah. yeah, ridiculous. 
Unless he's suicidal. And then, right, exactly. And then, of course, after that was The Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick, again recorded because Chris Hardwick is on his honeymoon. And I'm like, God damn it, two episodes in a row where Hardwick wouldn't let somebody else host <laughs> the fucking show? What kind of egomaniac is he? Yeah. I mean, really, dude. I didn't come realize. On. I didn't realize that he was still on vacation. <laughs> I thought he was already back from his honeymoon. So I didn't catch the part where they said he was recorded again. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if they referenced it on the, on the episode that time, but he posted something online because, you know, even though I, I, I do like Chris Hardwick, but I do think he uh, – I mean, I think he's got a big head, but I don't blame him because I would have a big head if I was him too. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just turned his career into something amazing through the th- – pretty much through the, his, the, his own talent, pretty much through his being himself, oh, absolutely. which is a great accomplishment. You know, yeah. he, he, he deserves to have a big head even though I like giving him a hard time for being an egomaniac um <laughs> yeah he definitely um, he posted that. something he posted, yeah, he posted something? something online mm-hmm. uh, about how the he uh he, he was telling everyone that to give him a break because he doesn't have his wedding ring on in the episode because it was pre-recorded oh so okay. that's that's how i knew yeah. all right yeah well which i think he actually had mentioned on the the first recorded episode right so, yeah. so it continues so, so Damn. supposedly he will be back for the after the third episode this this next coming episode he will be back doing the show live by that by next by next Sunday by the time you have hear this episode he will already be back live. Okay. So. So, so you won't feel so left out anymore where people right, people have been right. watching the episodes way ahead of time. Yeah, which with, just doesn't seem fair, right? No, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's wrong. No one should get to see the episode early. Not even Mr. Talking Dead himself, Chris Hardwick, doesn't deserve to see it any more than a day early than the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see, when he sees it a day early or the same day that we see it, we feel like we're all a community together. But when he gets to see it two weeks before all of us because he's going on his honeymoon, he seems like a spoiled, egotistical bastard. <laughs> 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 and I want that communal feeling with Chris Hardwick. I want to feel like he's just like me. Right. Well, I guess it, there probably is some sort of a subconscious link when a lot of people are watching a show at the same time. Well, it's a very it is a very communal feeling, you it know, feel when you feel way. like, you know, that he and I mean, it adds. I mean, I think that's another reason why he's great at what he does is because I think normally he doesn't want to see them early. He sees them just a little bit before everyone else does. So by the time he does the show, he's still we're excited about the new episode. And he is, too, yeah. because he's just seen it, you know, and right. and, and we know that because it's live and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Okay. I think the other uh, uh, the other topic that we wanted to talk about was the uh, secret theater here in Austin. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even know it existed, to be perfectly honest, I until either. I saw this yeah. article. And I'm, after I read it, I was like, wow, that's really kind of cool. How come I'm just now hearing about it? Because it's secret. That's why. Because <laughs> that's definitely a secret theater. Well, what I read about it after – so there was an article that came out, uh, and, and it was online here. I'm not sure – I don't even remember where the source of that article was, if it was the 
Chronicle or the Statesman or some online source. There's a there, there's a place here in East Austin where a guy had bought some property, built a house, and he had a big backyard, and he turned that backyard into sort of a, a theater where people could uh, – where he screened some movies, and I think they even did some performances there. And then a lot of new people have moved in the neighborhood, and now they're making a big stink about how – about noise issues and, and parking and all the things that come with having a – kind of a public space in the middle yeah. of a residential neighborhood. And, and I think the, and, uh, the neighbors are like sicking uh, code compliance on him now. And yeah, also cops and uh, right, using ABC and all that using zoning laws against him. So it uh, right. not looking good for this fellow at the moment. Right. And the thing that I read online after we after that article came out, there was a uh, something that came out from the folks who do Cinema East, which is um, the girl that works at Cheer Up Charlie's Maggie. I can't remember her last name. It's either Lee or Lou or. Yeah, I think it is Lee. Uh, Maggie Lee. You know who I'm talking about, right? The girl yeah, from Cheer Up Charlie's. Sure. Yeah. We've, we've, we've run into her and talked to her. Multiple times, definitely uh, yeah. when it was still on the east side. Yeah, she used to. She does this thing called Cinema East, where where they show uh, newly new, mainly where they show new movies. Mm-hmm. And um, um, they had been doing it at the French Ligation Theater. Oh. Uh, and then this year, apparently, they were doing it at Secret Theater. Uh, but she posted online that they can't do it there anymore because it's just been too much of a hassle with all that's going on oh, there. Damn. Uh, and apparently. Apparently, screenings have been stopped in the middle and, and shut down by authorities and oh, different things. crap. Just frustrating, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, sad to hear. I, it just kind of makes me mad, and yet at the same time, I kind of get it. Right. It's one of those situations where you've got some something where somebody has done something, and you know the, the current neighbors are all cool and, and, and part of the, the deal with them, but then new people move in and start complaining about it and then things go away. It's kind of like let, uh, let, kind of like live music was down on 6th Street uh, right. for years, no problems, and then people moving into the area started complaining, and then you ended up having noise ordinance kicking in at 10 o'clock at night or whatever it was down yeah, there on 6th ridiculous. Street. And I think that that may have led to the, the death of live music on uh, 6th Street more than no, it anything. it certainly hasn't helped. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they put, a, they put a fucking condo right across the street from uh, the Mohawk, which has to be the stupidest fucking thing anybody did since they put the fucking homeless shelter down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's hope that in the lease – of the people who are renting across the street from the Mohawk, that it says something about, hey, guess what? You're in the heart of the Red River District where there are a lot of live music venues. Be prepared to deal with loud noise late at night. Right. And one would hope that, that that would be in there, but one guesses that it probably is not. Probably not, and it, it's going to end up killing the Mohawk and Stubbs and who knows what else. Right, yeah. Yeah, I I just think it, it, that's what's so hard for me about I mean, let's face it, these people who are moving here are Californians. Um <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear the disgust in my voice when I said that? I was trying to yeah. just, just bathe it in disgust and repulsion. Um, well, I, I married uh, I married a Californian, so I'm, I'm glad she's here. I know you here. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when they start importing twinks, I'll be glad that they're here too. Okay, um, <laughs> I get it. Sure. Make, no, it's just sense. funny. I like. Mm-hmm. 
uh, they're the scapegoat. I mean, so many people move here, and God knows I moved here from somewhere else, and, and uh, uh, half the people, more than half the people we all know have come here from somewhere else. True. Um, and, uh, and, and who, I, who can you know, blame them? Who can blame them? No, I mean, I, you know, when I moved here in 99, people who had lived here a long time or were born here complained about all the new people, and I resented that because I was like, fuck, why wouldn't I want to move here? It's a great city. Um, yes. But, you know, I... I was smart enough not to move into a, an apartment on 6th Street. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, I, But I, I understand the thing, too, where, you know, who knows what was going on at the secret theater, how loud it got. I mean, they're projecting a movie outside that probably does get pretty loud, but I wouldn't think it would right. go well. I don't know. In the summer, movies probably can't start till like, 9.30 or 10, so maybe it did go uh, on till 1 or 2 in the morning, you know? Yeah, that's very likely, but... but- you know, you would think there would be some ways to uh, abate that noise, but apparently they didn't come up with a way of doing that by putting up maybe some extra barriers or, who knows, plug in headphone boxes for every seat. Right, or something. Anything. Well, it's very similar to, you know, um, one of my favorite places in Austin and uh, uh, is the um, oh the place where the guy has all the sculptures made out of trash and junk in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember. What's the name of that place? Um, uh, uh, but, oh, it's going to make me mad. I, I haven't <laughs> been there for a few years. Right. And, um, and I really, you know, I loved going there. But if I live next door and, that, and my next door neighbor started putting together even a cool place like that uh-huh. where there would be people driving down my street uh-huh. every day and people walking on our side, my sidewalks every day and blah, blah, blah. And here I've bought a house there and put all my life savings into it. You know, yeah. I could see being upset about that. Sure. Cathedral of Junk. I mean, that, Cathedral of Junk. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, because, you know, like we went to a couple places, like we were talking in the episode where me and my nephew went to Pittsburgh and we went to a place called Randy Land, which is exactly that. A guy who bought a house in a in a yeah. part of Pittsburgh that's really kind of um, depressed. Uh, a, a, the pressed area mm-hmm. and he started this kind of backyard art project that is cool as hell and yep. when you know when we were there he was saying that like two over 200 people a day come well if i lived across the street from that i might just lose my mind you know right but, yeah you you have to put yourself into the shoes of a, of a neighbor that's constantly dealing with uh, certain things like you're right. saying extra traffic People parking in front of your house, etc. And I, you know, and it's like you see, I see both sides of that. I want a place. I want a guy mm-hmm. like Randy or the guy who uh, does Cathedral of Junk to be able to do that. That's a cool. That's a very cool fucking thing. And I certainly love going to see things like that. It, yeah. You know, I love folk art and 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 that kind of amateur art. And um, it's just a cool thing to visit and it does give a city some cachet and some, you know, certainly we make money in Austin when tourists come and when they come to see all the crazy different weird things in Austin, that's just a, that just generates money for the city, Uh, tourism taxes and tax and, you know, and it makes businesses stay in business and blah, blah, blah. It it certainly has benefits, but yeah, at the same but, time, if you live next door, it, it could be a nightmare. Right, and and as property values continue to go up, people who are doing uh, weird and unique things seem to be getting pushed further and further out of the city. And this Absolutely, is probably yeah. just another case of that. And 
I think in that article, wasn't it saying something about uh, South by Southwest was interested in that property, or maybe that's just a oh, wow. uh, conspiracy theory? I don't know, but uh, right. it's not unheard of that uh, large, deep-pocketed organizations uh, wanting or coveting uh, someone else's land for uh, for uh, their own ends. So I don't know if that's mm. true, but uh, that's an interesting notion as well. Mm. I hope well, there that's is not all true. That, that yeah. yeah, me too. I you know, um, and certainly that's happened here in Austin with with more of a eminent domain thing with the university, which was where they closed some businesses near campus. That was, you know, to my, in my opinion, that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, it's frustrating. Then we get started but, on uh, University of Texas and the the power that they wield in this town. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, the first UT game is this Sunday night, and I am as excited as fuck. <laughs> of course you are. I love, even though, yeah, I love fucking watching the UT games. No, that's uh, cool. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I like football. I agree but with I, you. I typically like to watch sporting events if I can live more than I do watching it on television. But it's uh, not always possible, so you just gotta see. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. the opposite. It's uh, like I. The idea of having to go down there and park and walk to the stadium, especially back in the days when the stadium didn't sell beer. I think they sell beer now. But to Maybe. go walk and yeah. spend hours in the stadium and have no beer and be like, why would I do that when I can sit at home and watch it on a big screen TV and have all the beer I want and a bathroom without a line? <laughs> yeah, I see your point. I think it's just two different experiences. I think well, it is going to it live and, and once you're – Let's say, you know, you, you've already gone through all the bullshit of parking and walking and all this, and you're sitting in your seat, and it's just something about the energy of a live sporting event that just doesn't carry over necessarily uh, on television. That's the only point I oh, was I trying agree. to make about I, that. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, well, you you know, um, I think you and I and Sierra went to a, a, a Round Rock Express game a couple of years ago. Am I misremembering? No, that, that's Maybe correct. Maybe that was with— No, we did. Yeah. And and I love and I love that just fine, you know, because, because it's, it's easy, you know. Yeah, it's not it's a pain in the ass, easy. right? It's not a pain yeah. in the ass to park yeah. and all that, and you, you get in there and and, they, and it's easy to walk to the place, and, <laughs> right? <laughs> and all the beer you can drink, so there. Yep, you, yeah, all the beer you can buy. So exactly, so that makes it fun. Yeah. And I understand that too. I mean, I certainly don't care whether the Round Rock Express have a winning or losing season. But uh, yeah. I, I, I love, yeah, I, it's fun to go watch a game at, there at Dell Diamond, and and it uh, is. you know, I, I will go just about any time. And I have been to some of the UT baseball games, which uh, were fun and and uh, had a blast doing that. And I've right. like in when I lived in Houston many many moons ago, I went and saw the Houston used to have a, a hockey team called the Houston Arrows. I don't even know if they're still around. Hmm. And uh, but I went to see a few of their games, uh, and that was always fun. So I know what you're saying. Yeah, seeing sports live, even a sport like hockey or something that I'm not particularly a big fan of is almost always fun oh yeah and i've seen the um the austin they used to be called the austin toros now they're called the austin spurs which is the farm team for the san antonio spurs uh play all those things i've always enjoyed i think for me the ut football games are such a big so many people go and it's it would just it just seems like a nightmare of walking and parking and and blah 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 it does that doesn't seem like fun to me 
me. Um, maybe if I went, right. I would actually have a good time. You never yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, of course there's nothing fun about getting there and uh, wading through crowds and stuff. Yeah, and so, then no beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then f- fighting fighting lines to get that beer if it's possible. Right, yeah. Or yeah. E- even if they serve it at all. But I guess they have probably people walking around with trays if they are serving it. I thought they didn't serve beer there because it was a memorial stadium. Well, that changed a couple of years ago. Somehow oh. they changed the rules to allow it, probably because I'm sure it's a huge moneymaker. Oh, um, right. Probably because so they, I, they added the Daryl K. Royal to the name. Used to just be the used to just be Memorial Stadium. Ah. And then it became Daryl K. Royal in addition to right. Memorial Stadium. See, I don't know who you know who decides those things. I don't know if there's a, a body of UT alumni or staff or whoever or mm-hmm. you know decides whether or not beer gets sold at that stadium. I really don't know how that works. It's a it's um, a it's a do- it's a smoky room with guys with big long cigars sitting in there. <laughs> you know what we need here? We need some beer <laughs> and some bouncing boobies. <laughs> yeah, we can make a lot of money that way. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that was a big part of it. I'm sure they that who whoever had a, a say in it, one of the deciding factors was that's a that's just a money maker, um, yeah. in my opinion. You know. Sure. So. So it's, anyway, games it's a memorial. Up soon. I'm excited. It's, it's a memorial stadium. We'll just pour a beer out for our homies <laughs> on the 50 yard line before the game. Yeah. And maybe during the game, who knows? <laughs> who knows. <laughs> oh wow crazy okay man all right man i think we uh we may have done an episode here unless, i think unless... so i think okay cool oh i got a i got a ton of other things on my list but they can wait for another show hell yeah uh, we've got unlimited so... number of episodes that we can produce and i think everyone has realized by now that i can talk for another 20 years so oh my god yes <laughs> lots of shows lots and, of shows to come and i love it man i love it oh thanks man Glad to have you. I don't know what I'd do without you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm having, I am having a blast. I know we've said it before. Awesome. When we started talking about doing a podcast, I yeah. was like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I really want to do that. It seems like a lot of, uh, you know, commitment to do one. But I look forward to uh, recording the show every week. Every week, I'm excited about it and making notes on things I want to remember to talk about. And I'm, I'm good. having a good time. So you've glad take, we are. Yeah, you've taken to it like a duck to a platypus. I'm telling you, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. No, a duck to they water both and got bills. it's wonderful. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I they would talk to each other. Hey, man. Hey. Do you want to yeah. do an oblique strategy? I, I assumed that was the plan. Okay. Let me pull. <laughs> let me pull one out of the deck here. Right now, this is a this is kind of advice for your life. Advice Something, for your life. Yeah. Right. If you're having a problem, if you've got a, a creative block, this is advice for your life. Love it. Okay, here it is, man. Uh, all right, here's the magic. How would you have done it? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, now wait a minute, cowboy. I thought that's what, the, what it was all about. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, I did it how I would have done it. Mm. Why would I do it any different way? Uh, maybe you have mm. to. Maybe you have to look 
at it through a different lens. Like if you're collaborating with someone and they've done something one way, and then you think, well, how would you have done it? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Hmm. Uh, I would have stayed in bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just me. Personally, I would have used more lubricant. <laughs> well, that's always good advice. <laughs> always, always good advice. Of course, of there's course. Nothing wrong with there. Nothing. There's no harm in increasing the amount of lubricant. That should be an oblique strategy right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's no harm in increasing the amount of lubricant. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That one. That one could actually be useful. It could <laughs> in, in so many ways, so many, so many mm. ways. But yeah, this might be one of the uh, one right. of those that I have to uh, contemplate for a week and then get back to you, or I'll just forget yeah, all about it. We'll, well, that could happen too. I couldn't tell you what the oblique strategy was last week, so um, <laughs> I think it was breathe uh, so, deeply. So, maybe I don't know. Oh, breathe deeply. Yeah. Well. Mm. Whatever. Is this is this is this oblique strategies 2.0? This seems like the second round of oblique strategies. It's <laughs> just this is one of those going. things. You know, you know, like when you hear about a movie your entire life and you never get to see it, and finally one day you get to see it, and you're like, and people have hyped it up for you, and you watch it, and you're like, well, that kind of sucked. <laughs> that's right. How, that's that's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling about oblique strategies so far. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, some sometimes they're pretty good, and other times they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I like to shit on everything, so that, yeah. Well, I, that certainly makes it fun. I think we take turns doing that sometimes. Well, sometimes <laughs> I think I accuse you of it more than you really do. Oh, but. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> I, I, I throw I throw out a little critique, and all of a sudden I'm shitting on things. <laughs> yeah, like, why you got to shit on things, Mark Browner? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it becomes a very comedic moment. So hey, I'm not going to complain. It it does. It's fun. All right. Well, all right, man. How uh, now? Speaking of how how would you have done it? Right? Was that what it was? How would you have done it? How would you have done right? it? Right. Mm-hmm. That how is. Uh huh. Okay. How would you have ended this episode, Mark Brown? <laughs> uh, well, I tell I'll tell you. I probably would have thanked the uh, listeners and say. Slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. Uh, thanks, Mark Browner. It's Lodger, out and proud. Thank you, Lodger. <laughs>